0: Hello, Tom here from Tom's Kiteboarding Tips. Very excited to be back. It's been a year since I've left a podcast. Uh, Today's episode is gonna be an interview with a learner who my idea is when we've gone through our learning process we kind of forget um, what it was like to be a learner and we just accept. So my very, very special guest today, Will be answering some questions and just giving her thoughts and opinions on how it's gone for her, what's been difficult, what's been easy. Um, <laughs> excuse me for the uh, background noises. Um, we, I'm back, just a quick um, fill in. I'm back in Turks and Caicos. Um, had a year's. What is that noise? <laughs> is that a bird? It's a mechanic. Oh, well, okay. Neighbor. So I've been away from Turks and Caicos for about a year. Um, COVID happened, it's been a crazy year for all of us. So uh, I went back to the UK to hang out with family and then got caught up with some friends who, a friend who offered me a job in the city. So I bizarrely went back to an office and uh, and after quite, quite quickly, I realized that I missed uh, kite surfing and teaching in paradise here um, and then had the opportunity to come back. So just quickly, um, if you're thinking about coming to Turks and Caicos, do it. it as of Saturday, the 1st of May, um, the island is open. You just need COVID tests and you just need uh, some COVID insurance. Um, and it is as good as it's ever been, if not better. Um, so really, really amazing. Come and have a lesson with me. Um, I've just republished my book, um, Learn Kite Surfing Faster. Um, it's got some updates in it and there's a bigger version now that I've made, so uh, the pictures and diagrams are better. Um, And I'm working on my next book, which is a bit more advanced kiting, like a a hack way of doing it, rather than having to to spend years of practice. So that's really exciting, keep updated with that. Um, But yeah, today, just to to speak with Katie. Um, Katie is also my partner. So it's been quite a journey. So as an instructor over the years, I've taught hundreds and hundreds of partners who um, have had lessons with their partners and then had massive arguments. Um, so therefore, they've realized we must get a lesson. And, uh, and I thought, no, nope, I can't let Katie have lessons with anyone else. Katie mm. really wants to kite surf. Um, so therefore, I had to teach her, knowing that it's super, super difficult. So we have got some funny stories, I'm sure, of us um, having some lengthy arguments. Um, but anyway, welcome, Katie. How are you Hello. today? No, Good. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you for agreeing to do this interview. Um, I'm not going to make it difficult at all, just as easy as possible. And yes, yeah, so as a learner... So when did you first have your first lesson? How long ago?
1: So I kited in Canary Islands maybe six years ago, mm-hmm. just for an ad hoc kind of a holiday, wanted to try it, went out, find a guy, you know, locally um, who took us out on the beach. No one there, I think oh, it was in the lagoon actually. Mm-hmm. And loved it, loved the excitement and the power from it, and, and all of that. And uh, it was too quick, though, so I, I haven't been back since. So, my lesson with you in the UK was the first time in six years.
0: Okay, so it was wow, six years previous. Mm. So, my question to all my learners is um, what got you interested in kite surfing? When was the moment? Did you see it? Did you mm. hear about it? Like, can you remember? what got you into it how did you go to puerto ventura to have the lesson Mm. or were you oh you did so you went on holiday and saw it and went wow that looks cool what did you actually do
1: i remember a few holidays seeing other people kite and think wow that looks so much fun like for mentira and ibiza where you take the boat out and that That would
0: have been david at ibiza (laughs) kitesurf if david's listening if you're in ibiza Um, go and hang out with David, mm. um, who runs kite surfing on Formantera and it's beautiful, isn't it?
1: Really nice spot and yeah, definitely just wanted to get involved in it and give it a go.
0: Cool, yeah, it's like, it's same as me when I first saw it, I knew I had to do it. It mm. was like one of those things that uh, that I just went, I've got to do it, I have to do that. <laughs> um, I ha- did also have that with proximity wingsuit flying, but I haven't wow. done that. <laughs> I really was like, I have to do that. But I still haven't brought up the courage to jump out of an aeroplane. Uh, it just looks like a bad day kiteboarding. You know, if, you, if you're a sensible kiteboarder, a bad day might be a bruised something or I've a twisted ankle. <laughs> you have got a few. But a bad day pa- parachuting is like death, broken back. Like, it just the risk-reward for me hasn't quite um, cut it. So, anyway... Um, what I wanted to delve into was um, uh, obviously your lessons are a little bit different, but um, what advice would you give to someone learning to Kaiser? Like, is there anything that stuck out that has been a key uh-huh, moment? Or is there any,
1: yeah, little mm. advice?
0: What, what would you say? And I don't want to put you on the spot here. I know you haven't prepared. Too
1: late for that. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you for agreeing to this. Mm. But come on, tell us, give us some really valuable information. Oh, um,
1: okay, um, I, I personally think everyone learns differently, so for me, this, is, this might not be the same for everyone, but watching others within a closer proximity, So obviously if you're super far away, you just see the client and you don't really know what's going on, it just looks fun and graceful and exciting, but Close up when you see another move the bar in a certain way or tilt their body in a certain way, then you. Well, for me, it's something a little bit more for what to do myself.
0: Uh, but so really, watching other people, yes. is really good.
1: Yes, and yes, it, and the, the. I did watch quite a few videos on YouTube, but it didn't. Same. It didn't. Yeah, it didn't have the same effect because mm-hmm. all different angles. It's it's all. Yeah, I think I think in real life, also obviously trying it yourself. So mm-hmm. so learning by just doing, messing it up several times and then realising what you're doing wrong. That's why when it was perfect, when you would watch me a few times,
0: mm-hmm.
1: have a giggle because you could see clearly what I was doing wrong and then tell me, if mm-hmm. you just do this little thing, that won't happen. You won't fly over there. And, mm-hmm. and that really, really helped having someone really spot exactly what you're doing wrong. So and then a, a, a great teacher instructor, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. definitely helps. And so the aha moment for me to actually enable me to do it better was doing it better. So actually practice like, rather than once I got up and I rode, yeah, it was like ah, wow, this this is it. And then all the other stuff that you taught me sunk in more automatically, and that's. When it came together, I think when I actually was up and on the board, then I had a bit more time to think, oh, I'll correct my stance, I'll correct the bar that I might be twisting a bit or I'll mm-hmm. make those adjustments.
0: Yeah, so you definitely, like what I love about teaching and the reason why I've um, taught for so long and love it so much is working the person out who how they learn. And I know with you, you really like to, to know why. And, and it's funny because usually I tell all of my students everything I teach them I'm saying the reason why you need to learn this is mm. to help you for this because sometimes students might think what are we doing this for how is this going to help me um, so it's, it's funny. not going have
1: been great <laughs>
0: yeah it's funny how like with you though my kind of like slightly annoyed voice comes out because I'm less patient with you which is really weird like other you it's funny the other day you listened to me teaching mm. what a video and you said you don't do that voice with me. You're <laughs> yeah. all like calm, so and kind. And, yeah. it, and then he went. I've got to pay you. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's different. Yeah, no, it's the it's because we know each other yeah. and uh, and are connected. But um, yeah. So <laughs> that has definitely been different. But the practice, I think, is definitely mm-hmm. the right thing mm-hmm. to do, isn't it? You've got to have good pra- uh, lots of practice, and prepare for how many hours? I mean, let's think about it. You had your first lessons. You probably had five lessons in England, didn't you? Four or five.
1: Mm, it was about that, and there were two wetsuits involved on my body. Two wetsuits, <laughs> and we boots, went in the gloves. snow.
0: Boots, gloves, hats, mm-hmm. everything, and it was. I mean, you were fine. Um,
1: I drank a lot of salt water those days. I
0: got angry. I was so cold. I was in pain, you wasn't did. I? Like, I like, standing in the water. <laughs> like, I I literally um, collapsed a couple of times. I think I got hypothermia, didn't I? The onset of hypothermia that time. And I started... The
1: onset, yeah. yeah.
0: I started getting dizzy. <laughs> I had to stop driving, no, like, no, and God. so... Yeah, but anyway, it, I mean, that's winter in the UK and it was uh, during lockdown, so that was all we could do and, uh, and we had to do it because it was fun. And also, I really wanted Katie to learn to kiteboard. Um, so, the contrast. Mm. Now, I'm not going to slag off the UK here because there are great days when the UK, like Great Stone Beach, um, I think is one of the best beaches to learn kiting in the world. Um, but comparing your time... Here in Turks and Caicos Kyleboarding kind of Paradise mm. and the UK, like what's it been like? What's the contrast been like?
1: Wow, the contrast has been huge, huge. And
0: I, <clears> I what suppose, are the main things that really stick out? What's well, helped?
1: There's a little bit of bias because I've got that bit better here, so I don't know what to attribute to that. But the conditions the calmness of the sea mm, compared so the to the flat water, yeah, the and flat the shallow water, water. Yeah. Shallow water. Um, obviously the warmth means you can stay in longer.
0: Mm, so not having you, to wear any wetsuit.
1: Oh, the, the freedom of movement from not being restricted from the clothing, for sure, that's yeah. a pleasure. Yeah. And what else?
0: So, I would say the consistency of the conditions, like you kited here every day mm. almost, haven't you? The
1: windy, the yeah, the conditions here weather wise have just been It's perfect. Perfect for it, yeah. And then,
0: so the consistency of the wind as well. So, the wind is mm. super.
1: That's high. right, I remember There's that because no in the UK in. it was very gusty, wasn't it? It would suddenly it start backstalling. Yeah. Well, when we went out, I mean, when we yeah. were learning were teaching me
0: sometimes in the well, in the UK it's there's no trade wind so we do get amazing conditions but it is like you have to arrange your life around it like here you can mm. go oh let's go kiting tomorrow Every oh let's day. go kiting next Wednesday you know it's, it's quite rare yeah. not to have wind here on a good day so that's great so that what about your tips so the last thing I mean your kite control from day one was actually really good one of my biggest tips to learners is, is buy a trainer kite and just fly it, it's a great little thing to have, um, you can uh, have fun with the family, um, it's years and years of fun, make sure you get on with the bar, because the, the reason is your progression has been so good, because your kite control is so good. And that's what Thank I you. want, Lots. Of, it's the truth, it's like lots of learners, they come to learn kite surfing and it, they really just come to learn to uh, a kite, but if you, how to fly a kite, but if you fly a kite before your lessons and get used to the power window, figure of eight, um, and not crashing it, that's one of my big ones is, um, is never crash the kite. And I know it's, it sounds crazy, you're a learner. Of course you're gonna crash the kite, but there comes a stage, like all instructors we tell you, let go, let go, let go. But there comes a stage where it's like, don't let go and mm-hmm. uh, get that kite back to 12, no matter what. Um, So that really helps my lessons Um, and you, you got to that stage now a couple of times when you were crashing because you're focusing on the board and it's normal, but now you've got to the stage Mm. where you're not crashing the kite unless you're doing something like new. Um, Your big one, and I think for most um, riders, is no one starts riding upwind and that means coming back to where you started and having to do the walk of shame and some people in the UK... It really does take a season of regular riding to get upwind. And also, some people who only kite surf once a year on holiday, it can take them years to ride upwind. What tips would you give? What's what's helped you to ride upwind? What do you think Mm. has stuck out? What can you remember? What aha moments have you had about Mm. riding upwind?
1: So for me, it was, I think, getting comfortable with where I was, you know, where my position on the board, first of all, and and then I maybe because I'd snowboarded before, the idea of leaning back and getting comfortable leaning back into the, you know, the right position... I think that helped, and then and then just put, yeah, the idea of putting pressure in my back heel, and that was kind of enough, and, and, and having the front leg straighter so that it went over the waves, and turning my head as well to the right position for where I wanted to go, mm. definitely.
0: What about going too fast and crashing? How have you learned to control your speed?
1: Mm, I like the idea of finding biting point In a car kind of thing with the the, um, clutch control. It feels a bit like that once you're up and riding. To then play around with the position of the bar helped me kind of keep it at the speed I wanted. So pushing it out to um, slow down and pulling it back in if I needed more power.
0: Yeah, awesome. Um, So riding upwind, how did you feel on your first session (laughs) when you were independent And riding upwind.
1: Amazing. Yeah, really, really good. Like a child just learning to ride a bike or something, that excitement. And uh, I was definitely laughing out loud to myself, (laughs) like a, (laughs) like a, (laughs) just, yeah, really excited. It's a big
0: day, isn't it, when you kind of Mm. can go and play on your own for as long as you want. Mm. And you're just starting, sorry.
1: Oh, well, I was going to say, actually, the first time I went upwind, I don't think I realised I went upwind. You told me you just went upwind, and I just was, I think, just playing around, and and going in the direction that I thought it was pulling me, (laughs) but now I can consciously do it, and and having the understanding of the wind direction was massive, and where I was meant to go, because I I hadn't clicked at the beginning where I was meant to face the board, or, you know, all of that, what way to face my body, so all of that clicked in place, and and yet it's just super addictive, so... The other day, when I got up and I, <laughs> and I started going upwind, you realise you can go further and go wherever you want then in the, in the sea and play around with the direction. And, and then I think I was on the water for about four hours.
0: <laughs> yeah, It was great. It's amazing, really isn't good. it? So it's not using that much strength, is it? Once you're riding, no. you can, like four hours easy, is a pleasure, isn't it?
1: You're telling me you can hold the bar with just one little finger... Really lightly stuck in my mind a lot because it's yeah it's not about the the strength like it's you know realizing not to pull on the bar and pull it towards your body and hang off it you're actually kind of loosely i mean being a rock climber, I remember from that when you have your your arms loose you're you're putting the uh, the pressure in your body in a, in a better way it's not in your joints in your muscles or whatever, it, so you're not clinging on and, and tensing, you're relaxing into it. Yeah. yeah that helps.
0: Awesome. It's, it's really good to hear. Um, so where do you want to go? Like, now you're up and riding mm. and you're going, like, what's exciting you for your next progress?
1: to go everywhere.
0: Okay, so actually go places. <laughs> like,
1: Yes that that'd be great I mean especially here where you can go explore the little islands and just adventure around. a means
0: of transport, a means for of sure, transport. For sure, for sure. So cool. Yeah
1: really great and then also I know I've got a little way to go first but seeing everyone around me jumping around and changing direction really quickly and all of that just definitely there's, there's lots of things to play around with and learn still so that's really exciting it's not just going up and down or left and right whatever it's actually it's you know endless. can do so many things it and that, really is, and that's really exciting i'm
0: glad you see that so what do you like you're a big rock climber hmm. so what do you like obviously the rock climbing community is lovely and i've i've enjoyed a bit of rock climbing with mm-hmm. you um how would you compare the kite surfing community to the rock climbing community from what you've known from what you've seen
1: well, I think it's a similar vibe in the sense that the people that do both those sports love the outdoors generally and really kind of friendly, open-minded people that are happy to go up to each other and, and chat and just really welcoming and they're so into the sport that anyone else that's doing it kind of becomes immediately immediately a friend of some sort because you can happily go up and, and talk about it or because you've got people landing each other's kites and um, you're helping launch, people are, yeah, nice people.
0: It's good. It's one of the big things I think in kiteboarding is the launching and landing and that it creates a community because people <laughs> might get caught up with each other, might like, get annoyed with each other but then you kind of think oh, actually do I need to, to get annoyed with that person He might land my kite at the end <laughs> of the session and then I'll feel a bit stupid and that does create a nice community vibe and yeah everyone who kite surfs generally I think it's really nice especially in Turks and Caicos there's such good vibes on the beach it's because it's not busy and I think the the only bad thing what you haven't seen yet is a really busy beach mm. and it's... um. It's, I mean, it's perfectly doable, um, but there is times when it can get a bit tense. So mm. another massive reason why Turks and Caicos is uh, so good is because it's not busy. And um, and we want to keep it that way. Like, it's an expensive island, um, but it's worth it. Um, so it does keep a lot of people away. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, trying to think if there's anything else you can give value to, um, to anyone listening who's learning. Um, mm. Is there any um tips you would give for uh, like how to get into kiteboarding you've had a an instructor um who's obviously your partner Mm -hmm. how was your lessons in Fuerteventura like what was it like in comparison how did you choose that person like was there any comparison at all what was it like
1: gosh it feels so long ago um Hard to think about that. Really, it was just based on local reviews and availability at the time. I think it was a very ad hoc. It wasn't booked. I don't think before I arrived there. So it was, yeah. So
0: you turned up and then you knew wanted to do it, but yeah, just found
1: someone and very different because it was completely empty. It was. yeah, it was a bit of both as well. It was on the land, in the sea, and then out on a boat yeah. in deep water. And actually, I remember maybe it was two days. So the second day, I fi- I remember that I do remember the feeling actually yeah, of of just getting up and riding in the water. And I remember the guy that took me in then had to go back to the boat, and so I was just left by myself. In the middle of the ocean, I remember looking around and thinking it's just me, and I'm just riding a kite, riding a board, and <laughs> yeah. it was yeah, it was insane. So, I definitely got hooked at that moment of going up, and the power of it, it I found really exhilarating. And I, I think what I would say for learners is not to be too afraid of the power because you do learn to kind of tame it, if that makes sense. I mean,
0: yeah, it's. Definitely, that's yes. such good advice. Because mm. it is, I know, scary. You think, I'm going to get blown away. I'm going to get dragged all you over do. the place. You do.
1: It, it is scary. That, I think that's the thing, is the learning. You, it, it, you do, in a sense, but it's okay. So the, the, the fear of it was... It's kind of similar to rock climbing. It's the fear of falling when you're lead climbing is sometimes greater than when it's actually happening. So mm-hmm. that the idea of it, like the anxiety in the future... So there's a psychology to it. Um and when you when you've actually maybe pushed the bar too hard and you you you're thrown out the water a bit and then you land in the water and you know, maybe you swallow a bit of the salty stuff and then you you know, your head comes back out and you're okay. You think, Oh, that wasn't so bad. So it's all right to mess up, and I remember being a little bit shaky sometimes when I, I had a big one, and maybe it was shallow and you, whatever. But then you recover pretty quickly. So yeah,
0: good. And just That's like awesome. to add, um, Katie has never been with me on a lesson in shallow water before, <laughs> um, because shallow water is the most common danger. It's the most common injury in kiteboarding is um, a twisted or broken ankle. In all the kite schools I've run or worked for. Generally, in all of them, the only accident in the accident book is a twisted ankle from shallow water. So if anyone's listening, as long as you know that, um, your quiz question that I'll reveal at the end of the podcast, it's going to be in a few minutes time, but your quiz is, what is the most dangerous part of kiteboarding? What activity? Oh, what the launch! Oh, you're just given it all oh, away. Oh, for me! I thought you were
1: quizzing me. No. I thought it was my test. It
0: was listeners, <laughs> anyway, Kate has given you the answer. So statistically, Don't for me. if anyone um, uh, has a serious accident now, it's on the launch. So just mm. as long as you're mindful of that, um, you always launch at right angle to the wind. So stand with your back to the wind, nine o'clock, three o'clock. Launch with one hand. Um, a flappy kite is an unhappy kite.
1: Oh, your youngest seven-year-old student came up the other day holding one of your the big blue flagpoles. Yeah. He said, oh, what are you doing? He said, I'm trying to make it a happy kite,
0: Oh. <laughs> a happy
1: flag by holding it tight.
0: Because a happy flag kite. Flag your. A happy kite is an unhappy. I'm
1: a happy kite. I'm yes. trying to make it happy.
0: Yeah, oh. and also when you're launching, obviously, <laughs> if something goes wrong, just let go it's really quite easy so Katie's actually um, I launch the kite for you so you haven't done launching yet on your own and that's because we can get away with that I launch the kite for you pass the kite to you away from the beach Mm -hmm. and then because it's shallow you can walk out Mm -hmm. so it really just shows how amazing Turks and Caicos is And you couldn't do that in England. We've got waves, we've got um, deep water, it's busy. Mm -hmm. It's a very different learning process in the UK. And you really have to want to, unless you get perfect conditions. And that's why I love Great Stone Beach in the UK so well. And there are plenty of beaches around the world. And lots of places, like I know David in uh, Formentera, uh, Formentera that you just mentioned, he takes people from a boat and it is a wonderful experience especially with the new BB talking headsets which I've just ordered and it's a two-way conversation so I can't wait to get you on that Katie because then we can argue like <laughs> while while we're kind so that'll be so good um, yeah the um, it, I, I wouldn't recommend teaching your partner um, <laughs> unless you're a, a qualified instructor even if you're a qualified instructor, um, <laughs> then approach it with caution. But um, we've done all right. Katie's been particularly, what I, I love is Katie's tenacity, her persistence. Um, she doesn't give in. And a couple of key points I said to her, Katie, engage your back foot heel pressure and like, dig in like you do mm-hmm. when you know you're right. You know, that uh, that kind of... Uh, <laughs> I can not <don't> remember that. <laughs> but anyway, that helps you to get your, like, to dig in. And she really has got a nice spray. And a nice little tip I was thinking, because you said you didn't know you were going upwind. And I always... Because you've got, you've got nothing to see. You can't say, oh, go towards that lighthouse. I look for the
1: spray now. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So it's if you've check. got an arc of spray about one metre high, that means you're going upwind. If you haven't... Your next um, job now is to ride downwind so you haven't got a walk back, Mm. which is really good. And then toe side, and then we're going to do a few little jumps. Katie laughed when I said, yeah, I'm going to get you to do a background. She said, no, I don't want to do one of those. And thinking it's a big jump, but it's not. It's more of a turn. So I'm really looking forward to blowing Katie's mind, like I do with all my other students, um, because um, even like a two-hour coaching session, and i go, hey, try this. Hey, do this. Hey, jump on this strapless surfboard. And it's like within a couple of hours, you've got all this new toys to go away and play with. You go, oh, yeah, that's not so dangerous. Oh, I can do that. That's not so difficult. So I'm really looking forward to sharing that with you. Thank
1: you. Um, Me too. And transition, but transitions. Transitions.
0: Yes, you've just got I'd your transitions. Now, no. I've got to get a little plug in. So what resources have you used that have really helped you in your learning what have you enjoyed what content have you enjoyed consuming
1: (laughs) so so genuinely when the the uh the verbal lesson was intense i i would then go home pick up tom's book and read that and go oh that's what he meant (laughs) <laughs> and then um it no, it was a really, really great resource actually, um genuinely have studied that because it's it's just written in a really easy to consume oh. way and and clear, and it really is and and um and the diagrams help, you can see the positioning and step by step. And I, I am you're right, I do like to have the detail and why we're doing certain things and what the aim is, um so that I can grasp it quicker. So Yeah, that's been great. And um and yeah, really grateful to Big Blue as well. Been using the um the kites here, the boards, the harnesses and that's been amazing. Yeah. Incredible of them and um and luckily had the opportunity to be you know, in the situation we're both in at the moment to be able to go out each day and here and there just have a little play on the water yeah
0: so regularity is definitely a big Mm. thing and yes i've got to say a big shout out to my employers big blue they are amazing um and super eco-friendly and super chill vibes great um if you come to Turks and caicos um then yeah you can get lessons with me Mm. hopefully soon katie maybe she might become Mm. an instructor one day that's, uh, we've been talking about that, um, that I know Katie would be awesome as an instructor. Um but But um, the uh, other thing to do on the island, there's is loads of trips to do out on the reef, um, snorkelling, diving. It really is whale watching here, and on top of that, all the kite safaris. So I'm uh, just getting my boat um, uh, license all sorted so I can take a boat out and take kiters to some super secret special amazing
1: places
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's really cool so thank you very much katie for an amazing sharing your knowledge and your experience katie was a little bit nervous she wanted to prepare for this
1: (laughs) just finished breakfast (laughs) (laughs) come on let's do a
0: podcast (laughs) yeah but anyway just want to send out the good vibes to the people anyone listening um please say hi if you've got any questions I love sharing my experience um, and passion for kiting. Um, Come and say hi on the beach or just drop me a line, a message. Have a great session on the water, stay safe and look forward to seeing you for the next time. Take care, bye. Hi, just a quick uh, note about that podcast. Katie and I have just listened to it back and had hysterics that I said, um, I've taught hundreds of partners And uh, I meant partners, not of me, but partners of the um, students' wives or girlfriends or husbands who didn't kite surf already. So I just have to add that. I haven't had hundreds (laughs) of partners that I've taught to kiteboard. Just throwing that out there. Thank you.